Whether your blog is feeling stale because it hasn't been growing, or you've taken an expected or unexpected break from blogging, or maybe you've entered into a new season of life where you can dedicate more time to your blog again, today we're going to chat about how you can revive a stale blog or just get re-inspired to get back to blogging. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. This week, I am super excited to be ironically reviving an old podcast episode, which I do from time to time because the reality is that I know for those of you who are brand new listeners, you are probably not going back into the archives to listen to old episodes. And for those of you who have been around for a while, I know that maybe you listened to an episode once, but you might need to hear it again. And so Today, I am doing something fun where I took the idea of an old episode that I had and I basically just took that concept and rewrote it as a brand new episode for you. So if you have seen this similar title in the past, it is a brand new take on this topic of reviving an old blog or refreshing a stale blog is the way that I phrased it the first time around. And I'm just really excited to dive into this topic because If there's one thing that I have seen happen time and time again with clients and blogging friends and even just my own blogging journey, it's that there are always going to be seasons where you get burnt out, you get tired, you take a break, whether it's expected or unexpected from blogging. And there's always going to be times too where you feel a little bit uninspired. And so this podcast episode comes from that lens of wanting to revive things and make them exciting again and to find the joy again in blogging. And so I'm super excited to talk today about just how you can do just that. So whether it's a lack of inspiration, you've taken a hiatus, or you're just feeling stuck, today we're going to chat about some small things that you can do to help break off that rust and get you inspired again. Now, if you are brand new to the show, an extra special welcome to you. And I just thank you for taking the time during this crazy season of quarter four to or even quarter one, if you're listening to this a few months later, just taking the time to invest into your blog and to educate yourself and learn how to grow your blog. And I know it is something that is so important to the blogging journey to have something to go to and something to listen to, to figure out how to grow. And so I appreciate you taking the time today to listen to this show, and I hope that you will get a lot of value out of it. In case you are brand new, or just to remind you, My name is Madison Wetherill. I'm the founder and CEO over at Grace and Vine Studios. And over there, we specialize in building brands and websites for food bloggers who are looking to take their blog to the next level. They're looking to refresh things and get inspired again through redesigning their website or redesigning their brand to ultimately be able to connect in a deeper way with their audience and to grow their blog to increase their impact, whether that is in their family life in their communities, or just in their blog by reaching more people with their message. And if you are ever curious about how we work with clients, you can always go over to our website, graceandvinestudios.com, and you can learn about the different ways that we work with clients over there. 
However, if you go over there at the current moment, we still do not have our latest offer, which is our crafted websites listed over there. And if you are looking for a way to redesign your website on more of a budget, you're looking to refresh things and have a brand new look, but you are on a fraction of a budget and not looking for something completely custom at this time, then our crafted websites were designed for that exact reason. And we would love to chat more about those with you if that is something that you are interested in. We are completely booked for this year for our start dates and we are quickly booking up our quarter one start dates. So if you're looking to redesign your website next year, I would love to chat with you. You can email us over at hello at graceandvinestudios.com. You can head to our website and fill out our contact form, or you can also reach out to me over on Instagram if that's where you're hanging out over at Grace and Vine. Okay, let's dive into this topic today about how to refresh a stale blog, how to get re-inspired when you have been maybe away from blogging for a little while. Now, whether you are the planning type and you want to have a really clear plan of action to jump back into things, or you just need a little bit of inspiration to just jump in and start taking action, you are going to walk away from today's episode with a few key things that you need to know before you jump back into blogging, as well as what I think your very first steps should be as you are getting started. So step one is going to be getting caught up with the best practices, specifically around the idea of having a modern food blog. And this is all of these things that I'm going to talk about today are applicable for food bloggers, travel bloggers, DIY, whatever niche you're in. If you are a content creator, all of these things are going to be relevant for you today. So if you've been in the blogging space for any length of time, you have probably noticed that the best practices feel like they change almost daily. Now they don't really change daily, but depending on how Google is feeling that day, how Pinterest is acting, what is going on with social media, it certainly can feel like the trends and the best practices are kind of in flux all of the time. That's why it is so important to stay up to date with those things. And especially if you have not been sort of with your ear to the ground in the blogging world, you might find that there's a lot of things that have changed. So we're going to go over just a couple of things that are relevant to right now, which is the end of 2023 and will be relevant for quite a while as well. But these are things that are new and exciting that you might not be caught up to speed on. And maybe even if you haven't taken a break, maybe these are some things that you haven't spent any time on yet. And this would definitely be a good area to spend some time getting caught up. The first is GA4. Now, if you've been in this space for a while, you've probably heard everybody freaking out about GA4. And essentially what this is, is a new platform, a new dashboard for your Google Analytics. In the past, it was called Universal Analytics, and that is no longer tracking anymore. It is not, it is now expired, and they are not making any updates or changes to that. The new way of viewing your analytics is GA4 or Google Analytics 4. So first things first, if you haven't set up a GA4 property, you definitely want to do that as quickly as possible because your website is no longer tracking your analytics if you do not have that set up which means you are not going to have a good pulse on who's coming to your website or anything like that. Now, GA4 does look very, very different than Universal Analytics, and you probably will hear people complaining about that in various blogging groups that you might be in. So really the important thing is to first make sure you have the tracking set up, and then the second step is to figure out a way to view your analytics and know what is going on. Now, a lot of bloggers are moving... So you still want to have Google Analytics tracking, but there are other third-party platforms that you can now pay for to be able to see your analytics in a different way, more similar to how Universal Analytics was set up. 
I actually just set this up over the weekend for my food blogs and I decided to sign up with Plausible, which I'll put that in the show notes as well. But this is basically a universal analytics style view of your analytics. And what's really awesome too is you can import all of your historical data from Google Analytics, which is really nice. I will say the only downside to this is the period of time from basically July 2023 to now where I've had GA4 set up and tracking, I cannot see that in my plausible analytics. So there's essentially a gap of a few months where I can't see that ta- that those analytics at all. And that's kind of a bummer, but that's what I get for procrastinating that particular thing. So all that to say, if you want to sign up for something like that, definitely do it sooner rather than later so that you're able to see as much of your data as possible. And then for those of you who are running ads on your site, you can also use your ad dashboard to be able to show you your analytics from maybe those time periods where you can't import that data to Plausible. That's a really great thing to get set up and just not have to worry about it as you are moving forward into the other parts of refreshing your blog. The second thing to mention is blocks. So WordPress now functions pretty exclusively with blocks with the exception of the full site editor, which is not really widely being used in the blogging space yet, although that is coming. And so blocks in the past have been called a lot of things, but if you've heard of the term Gutenberg blocks, I've talked about them a lot on this podcast. That is what they've been called in the past, but they're kind of being referred to now as patterns. So it's actually, the name has changed yet again. But before we get into the name change, these are essentially pieces of content. So things like your headings, paragraphs, images, all of the different elements that make up a blog post Each of those individual pieces is called a block. So like I said, recently the names of these little blocks changed again, and they are now being called block patterns or even just patterns. And then also they are being called synced block patterns. The difference essentially is synced block patterns are what used to be known as reusable blocks, essentially meaning they are pieces of content that you want to be duplicative in multiple posts. So maybe it is an affiliate disclosure or a piece of information that you want to remain the same in multiple posts. And the nice thing about them being synced is that you can make the change in one spot and it will reflect in all of the places that that block is in your blog posts. And then there's also the unsynced patterns, which basically function like templates. So in the past, you used to have to insert a reusable block and then unhook it from the template, and then it would be there for you to customize and change. And there were tons of headaches with this. So now they have these kind of separated into synced patterns and unsynced patterns. And I'll just say, if you are still using the classic editor, I would say this is very wise to spend some time getting caught up to speed on this concept of blocks and how they work, because there's going to be even more changes coming in the next couple of years to WordPress around the concept of blocks and how those are going to essentially be the building pieces of your entire website. So it's going to be very helpful to understand the basics and to move as quickly as you can towards just saying goodbye to the classic editor altogether. The next thing to get caught up to speed on is modernizing your plugins. So like with a lot of other best practices, there is constant changes to the best tech out there. And it's important to make sure that you are using plugins that are up to date and modern. There are literally hundreds of thousands of plugin options out there. However, there are quite a few that are really the key ones that bloggers are using. And I always like to say that there's a standard for a reason, and that's because it works well for most people. So a few things that we are really loving over here at Grace and Vine that are a mix of plugins and tools are 
cadence, which is both a theme and a set of blocks, which we are obsessed with. It is what we are building all of our sites on now. More to come on that, I'm sure, in the next few months, but that is something we are really loving. Tasty links, which is a great way to add affiliate links. Another option for this is called Lasso, and it does a similar job as Tasty Links. I've already mentioned this once, but plausible analytics for that kind of universal analytics style view and to basically import and be able to compare your universal data with your GA4 data. The Feast plugin, not the theme, but the plugin itself for updating some SEO best practices. This is really great for making content changes within your blog posts with just the plugin itself. And this is a great way to get caught up to speed on some of the modern best practices. It's not necessarily something we use for building themes and building websites, but I do love it for the in-content updates features that it has. We are also loving Rank IQ, which is a great keyword research tool for finding low competition uh, blog post topics that you can rank for quickly. For a more broad keyword research tool, Ahrefs, spelled A-H-R-E-F-S, is my favorite keyword research tool. I have used SEMrush. I've used KeySearch. Ahrefs just seems to be the most intuitive to me, and I like the keyword tracking abilities that it has. And then if you're looking to just stay up to date with SEO best practices in general, I love the SEO blogger recap from Top Hat Rank. This is a weekly, or sorry, not weekly, monthly webinar that they do with the best SEOs and kind of industry experts. And I love listening to that and keeping up to date with what is going on on a monthly basis. Okay, so we've talked about kind of how to modernize your tech stack and some things to consider if you haven't been in the space for a while. And then step two to refresh your blog is going to be checking your blog's health. And there's going to be quite a few elements to this, but in a general sense, you kind of just want to do an audit and kind of a review of where things are at because it will help you to know what work needs to be done. So when you think about not touching your website for a little while, you're going to come back and you're probably going to have a bunch of plugins that are out of date and you're kind of not going to know where to start. So that is one of the first places that you want to start with getting things back up to where they should be. So the first step is you're going to be is going to be that you're going to take a backup of your website on your hosting platform. So if you're using a platform like Big Scoots, which we also love, you are going to have daily updates. But before you go in and create or go in and try to update your plugins, you want to make sure you do a manual backup so that you have it right before you go in and update things in case you need to revert back to that. So you're going to go do that and then you're going to first update your plugins. Now, if you have more than five or six, you're going to want to do these in batches. So three or four at a time. You could even go individually. The reason for not wanting to go individually is that it does take a little bit more time. But if you do just a handful at a time, it will help you to isolate if there's a problem and you need to delete a plugin or revert back to something. It will help you to know kind of what to reach out to your host and give them information about, hey, I need help with resetting this one plugin. So you're going to do your plugins first. Then if you have any theme updates, you want to make those, whether that is a Genesis child theme, a Cadence child theme, be mindful of not updating your theme unless you do have a child theme. So you don't wipe out any customizations that you've made. And then lastly, you're going to update to WordPress. If you have had your ear to the ground in food blogging, you know, Facebook groups and things like that, saying that it is safe to update to the latest update of WordPress because Sometimes it goes crazy and it's not safe to update to that right away. The next thing I would recommend is doing 
one of a couple of audits. So a few audits that I love to do regularly on my blog is first a website audit, a plugin audit, and a content audit. So a website audit is essentially a way to look at what is going on on your site and make sure that things are working properly, that visually they are working, and there are not major issues happening on your site. I will link in the show notes to a freebie that we have if you want to have kind of someone to walk you through a DIY website audit of kind of the things you should review and look at and sort of just double check to make sure everything is working properly. The second is a plugin audit, which again, I have a blog post about this that I can link to in the show notes, which will walk you through how to look at your plugins and figure out basically why you have them, what the heck they do, all of that. So I will link to that because that's a great way to kind of get a handle on what are the things I even have running on my site right now? Do I need those things? And are some of them, you know, plugins that I need to update to something better? And then lastly, a content audit. This is a great step before you really dive into creating tons of new content for your site to figure out where your site is currently sitting with the content that you have, what needs to be updated, what is doing well. This is a great way to just sort of have a review of what you have. So I will link to that blog post as well. It's been one of the most popular ones we have on our site and it is a thorough process, but it is a really rewarding one when you can spend the time to do that type of audit. Speaking of content, your third step is going to be to publish some content. I can remember when I got back into blogging again, after taking a little bit of time off, the first blog post that I was working on just felt like this huge mountain that I needed to climb. But this is one of those situations where you just need to rip the bandaid off or shake the rust off or whatever other phrase you want to use for this. But you just need to get back in the game and get something published. So find a blog post that needs maybe a little bit of love and just get it updated and get it out there. Because once you do this, you're going to be able to start getting into the groove again of publishing more content and hopefully using that content audit that you have to find some quick wins, some things that you can easily optimize to get them, you know, boosted in in the rankings and bringing more traffic. And then you can really start to plan the content that you want to work on next, whether that is developing new recipes or continuing to update old blog posts. But first, you just need to get over the hump of just getting started again. So I highly recommend just getting something published. Know that it is going to be something you can come back to later. And this is going to be a great way to just get back into the blogging game. And then step number four is going to be to consider a redesign, because if you have been away from your blog for any length of time, you are probably going to realize that you, again, have that big mountain to climb in order to get your website back up to speed. And often I've had clients who come to us who are wanting to refresh their website and they are getting, you know, they're just getting back into blogging and they're feeling overwhelmed with all the things they need to do in order to get back into the blogging space. Sometimes there are just way too many band-aids that need to be added to fix things just to get your current site up and functioning the way that it needs to be. And truly, I've heard it said so many times from our clients when they come to us that they are either bored of their website, it doesn't feel like them, it's too broken to even fix it, and so many more other reasons for redesigning. But on the other side of that, after they're able to refresh their website, they're able to get back to focusing on the things that they love, the parts of blogging that really light them up whether that is creating content, maybe it's the food photography or the recipe development, or maybe it's connecting with your audience on social media, in your emails. So a redesign of your website is a really great way to get inspired again. It's going to give you a shiny new theme that is modern with the best practices set up and that is set up for growth. 
it's probably going to fix most, if not all, of your outdated tech issues, especially if those issues are within your theme itself. It's going to help you get your website up to date with the modern best practices without you having to spend hours and hours in Facebook groups and watching webinars and listening to podcasts to figure out what those best practices even are. And it's going to help you get a website that is set up to take your blog to the next level quickly so that you can get back to creating content and staying in your lane as the CEO of your blog. So if you have been wanting to refresh your website, if you're listening to this episode and you really want to give yourself a boost to the next level next year, we would love to chat with you about whether a redesign would be a good fit for you right now. And if you're ready to take your blog to that next level in 2024, please reach out to us so we can get you on our calendar for our quarter one start dates, especially for our crafted websites. But we're finding that for a lot of bloggers, the crafted website experience is the perfect fit for them with the amount of work that they want done on their website, the amount of customizations and their budget. So If you are really looking to have a brand new website experience, but at a fraction of the cost of a custom website, then we would love to chat with you. Like I said, at the top of the episode, you could head to our website and fill out our contact form there, or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at Grace and Vine, and I would be more than happy to share all the information you need in order to decide if Crafted is right for you. So today we chatted through all the things you need to know about how to refresh a stale blog and to get re-inspired to get back into the blogging game. So just to quickly go over those one more time, step one is to get caught up with modern best practices. Step two is to check your blog's health so that you know what you need to do to update things. Step three is to get back to publishing content. And then step four is to consider a redesign and to consider whether that is what you need in order to take your blog to the next level. Thank you so much for listening today, friends. And I hope this episode was helpful and I hope that you will get re-inspired to get blogging again. Until next week, friends, talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.